What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Middle cough. Hey, be, hey. Was that, did we just watch a good game on Sunday Night Football? You know, good. I mean, good from a win perspective. If right. If you listen in a Niner fan, but, <laughs> you know, a good, the third quarter was pretty terrible. Ending was exciting. The beginning was really cool. I was like, okay, Kyle, I see you. I thought the first half was good. First half was a lot, but the third quarter hit the struggle bus for uh, just both sides, both quarterbacks. A lot yes. of balls hitting just, is anyone even around? Is, we just throwing it to grass? Yeah. There were several passes. Goff, there were a couple that Goff threw that was like, all right, where's, you know, the camera's panning. Where's this ball going? And there's nobody there. Yeah. A couple times he let it rip and you're like, oh my God. Because you had the Brian Allen flashbacks. You're like, Robert Woods going to be wide open and just run backwards in the end zone. And then it would just hit like the yard line. Like it'd be like, say the 35 and it would just skip and you know, there wouldn't be anyone around. You're like what the fuck is going on? I don't know. I don't know. It, it was a weird day of, of football, wasn't it? Did it feel like a normal NFL Sunday to you today? I mean, it, yeah, it, it felt like it was supposed to be like, I felt like everything was, we obviously, we didn't have the Raiders, which we've been watching them every day for every week for our lives. Um, but we'll have them. That might be Sunday. a little strong. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I mean, it felt. I texted you on Sunday morning. I was like, "We got a hell of a got a hell of a slate today. We got Bears, Panthers, we got uh, Steelers, Browns, we got yeah. Packers, Bucks, and then we got Niners Sunday night. It doesn't get any better than this. And then it was just, you know." Wait for the baseball game, basically. Yeah, I, I think the, the problem was, I, I was really excited for the Sunday night game. The problem was for the afternoon slate, it was only two games. Right. Because people forget, if you're listening to this on Monday morning, we have a doubleheader tonight. Chiefs, Bills, for those of us on the West Coast, well, kicks off on. at 2 o'clock. Yeah, we say tonight. <laughs> yeah, 2 o'clock. I mean, really, we're recording this 9.30. It's not even that far away. No. Uh, and then the, the Cowboys, like, honestly, Monday's pretty solid. 
Guy, the afternoon slate, once the Tampa Packer game fell apart toward the end of the second quarter, th- there was no other options. Like, Dolphins, Jets, is just, my Twitter timeline is just eviscerating Gase. Who uh, the fuck is I, watching that game? I, well, I don't know. I mean, New York, Miami. Ugh. I flipped on I flipped on a little golf. I wanted to see if Xander could pull it off, and he couldn't. So I just I, I was kind of bored from about three o'clock to five. Did uh, Kokrak end up winning? My guy Kokrak. He, he uh, Kokrak won. Yeah, first right. ever PGA Tour victory. Well, the reason I took him in DraftKings was because I remember hearing some analysts say like two or three months ago that there are people that think Kokrak's the best PGA golfer that hasn't won yet on tour. Yeah, I was like, oh. So, and I, 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 I'm a sucker for a guy on the PGA Tour that wins for the first time that's been on tour for a little bit. Like yeah. that's, it's a pretty cool moment. And like, so I was like, I turned off the Packer game. Like, this sucks. It was just, it was, the second half was terrible, guy. You texted me, you're like, kind of sucks for Buck. You know, because in theory, you're like, if this is the game of the day, if it's a great game, that game would have been sweet. My pushback actually would have been, it does, and maybe it's just, been a while. It's a little weird at Tampa. They feel cooler when they're away. If that game was at Green Bay or like when they played Chicago, just the Tampa vibe. I, I take them out on the, the Tampa vibe. What are you talking about? The stadium like, or the team? Yeah, the, the not not the team. I, I like the team. I'm talking the stadium yeah. like at Tampa. Just always to me feels like uh, there's supposed some, to be a big game. Is it me or do their uniforms? I have flashbacks when I see all of their receivers when I see them. I think they're like 38-year-old receivers that used to play for the Bucks. Every single like guy jo- on the team. Like Joe Jaravicious or something? Yeah, I'm like, there's Joey Galloway. There's Joe Jaravicious. Yeah. There's, yeah. I don't even know who. I think it's hard when you go 0-60. to 60. Like, they've just been completely irrelevant for 12 years. Well, they and really even kind of relevant that. a couple years ago, right? No, I, I don't yeah, feel well, We thought way. they were going to have the triplets. It was like Jameis, and we thought they were going to have the triplets. And I, they, Who are the triplets? Well, Jameis and Mike Evans and uh, was it Rojo? No, who'd they have before? Was there <laughs> yeah, they somebody Godwin. else? I mean, Godwin's Rojo. still on the team. Yeah, I, I, I thought they had a, somebody else. But they were never <laughs> good. No, no, I know, but they haven't been like Bucks, Bucks. Irre- they've had, they've been a little more relevant in recent years. Than yeah, that. I mean, they haven't been like the Browns or like the Raider stretch with you know for a couple decades. But kinda. I mean, they've just somehow they ended up like five, six, seven wins and not like one, two wins. Yeah. I don't know. Just. It felt cooler on Thursday night against the Bears than I did watching them today, trying to psych myself up as like this is the game of the day. There, there is something about like Brady would be much cooler on like thirty other teams in the NFL. I think. You mean like the team that he told that he wanted to come and they said no? The Niners. Yeah, he'd definitely be cooler on the Niners. Yeah, he would definitely be cooler on the Niners. Uh, this, this. Uh, let's talk about the Niners. This podcast is brought to you by. Ease.com promo code ham for 20 bucks off your first delivery of 10 of a $50 or more or promo code ham 10. If you're a returning user, use the promo code ham 10. Everything at ease is tested. Everything at ease is fine tuned. And then guess what, John? It's tested a little more. Yep. Ease.com. E-A-Z-E-E-E-A-Z-E.com. Promo code ham for uh, first time users. I had many people tweeting at me tonight. Do you think these refer- this referee crew is high? Yeah. And I said, if they are, they're in the bay. I hope they ease.com promo code AMP because they would have been first-time users. And if you know you are, for the second time coming around, HAM 10, get you 10%, little haircut, 50 bucks, cost you, you know, 45, 
100 bucks, cost you 90. Ham 10, edibles, pre-rolls, vapes, you name it, they got it. Check it out now. Uh, it's the smartest way to get weed. It's as simple yeah, it really as that. really is. Or CBD. Um, you get verified online in minutes. You're 21 or over. Then you start looking around. The cannabis, the pre-rolls, the vapes, the edibles, the CBD topicals, and more. Um, bam. Delivered to you in minutes. Ease.com. Do it. Promo code HAM or promo code HAM10. Let's also welcome to the podcast today, John Hawthorne. H-A-W-T-H-R-O-N-E, Hawthorne.co, promo code HAM. Hawthorne.co, promo code HAM, for 10% off. A premium, tailored, personal care brand that's ready to make it easy for you guys to feel and smell your best. Yep, guy. If you want to upgrade your self-care routine, Hawthorne is a fun and convenient way to get super high-quality products tailored specifically for your needs. Hawthorne even takes the risk out of it by giving you free shipping on your order and returns. If you don't like the products, they'll even tailor them for you based on the feedback. It's very easy. I did it. I go. You go to Hawthorne, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.co. Use the promo code HAM. It asks you a bunch of questions. How, what's your hair type? What's your scalp type? What's your skin yeah. type? <laughs> uh, are you, do you get dry skin, oily skin? Do you get, uh, you know, do, you, do your pores get clogged? What kind of smell do you like? Where do you work? What's your personality? What's your favorite drink, right? Some basic things. They tailor it all, and they suggest hair product, skincare product, uh, colognes, right? I mean, come on. You listen to this. It's time to get off the X body spray and get something real. Time to smell good, guy. Time to smell good. Do what we did. Take Hawthorne's quiz today and get started on your personalized self-care routine by going to hawthorne.co and use the promo code HAM to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot co, promo code HAM, Hawthorne.co, promo code HAM. Check it out now, 10% off. All right. Welcome to the pod, by the way. Yes. We'll talk about Garoppolo, John. Uh, but first, I think we put so much on this game, the importance of this game for the 49ers to get to 500, the schedule they have coming up, divisional game, Kyle versus McVay. A uh, couple of geniuses facing off. It did feel like they were at times kind of fighting with butter knives. Neither had anything close to the best from their quarterback. And Kyle, Kyle's team found a way to get it done. I mean, we do we talk so much about how important this game was going to be. I think we do have to give him and Robert Sala a lot of credit this week. Yeah, I mean, last week was a disaster. <laughs> There's no way around it. Uh, it was an embarrassment. It was an ass whooping. And you and I, we were on a text throw with our buddy, George, uh, I almost call him George, Jeff Schwartz. And he was t- texting us about wh- why you should bet on the Rams. And my logic was simply like, listen, we anointed Kyle last year because he deserved it as one of the best coaches in the league. He's one of the more dynamic offensive coaches. We saw that cool visual they put up of the two guys when they asked both players on both teams, like what you say, just use one word, describe You're a big word cloud I, guy. I, but I, I think they're pretty similar. I, I just like the power of just some like cool names. Like they said, the swag and cool and player friendly, but also like fucking intense. Like th- these guys are geniuses. And specifically for Kyle, like the team that I saw last year got beat in some games, but they never showed up like, we'll just get our ass kicked. Like, that effort tonight on Sunday Night Football was looked like a team that was just a little desperate, but just played hard from the jump. 
And then when you just factor in his first couple, like that first drive guy was a clinic. Went right down the field and scored. Just Jimmy slicing and dicing, 17 yards per completion. (laughs) You could take a deep breath. Whatever you had to do, though. Like, we're making fun of his completions, but if it's quick screens, whatever you had to do, I'm cool with it. And then, guy, I thought early in the game, it's 7-0. They'd punted a couple times. What was your take when he went for it on that fourth? Was it fourth and two or fourth and five or whatever it was? Well, yeah. and he hits Kittle for the uh, touchdown. Yeah, that I was going to say one thing before that. Remember, on the second drive, they had a third in inches. And I, I texted you at the time because I they got like four yards. Like their offensive line, they didn't get inches. They got – Was that the Jimmy uh, – It was the Jimmy sneak. Yeah. But they got the first down by like the – by more than the length of his body. I mean, they got a huge push. And that – yeah, that was a great sign. Um, and when then the Kittle – When the other team's best player is the guy you're – Going right at, right? Right. And then that the Kittle drive starts. It's first and 15, remember, basically on their own goal line, the 49ers. Yeah. And they get the toss to Mostert, and then, yep, they go for fourth and two, and they hit Kittle. I, I loved the play call. And it was interesting, too, right, because the Dolphins game, they had an early fourth down that we were pumped. We were not pumped. I mean, we were like, yeah, you should go for it here, and it failed. And because it was they gave it to Jarek McKinnon. It, yeah, that's right. So prefer this, but... But um, I, to me, the mindset of one, clearly the team came in not feeling sorry for themselves, but like, we're going to fucking win this game. And they came out swinging, throwing haymakers. But then to me, the coach on that fourth and two, because to me at the time, it turns out the Rams struggled to score. I, I kept thinking like, you know, you have to base everything you do tonight on like the Rams are going to get to the low 20s. Yeah. Worst. So to me, I, everyone's because you could have justified punting it if you don't get it. But I love the mindset, and obviously it was it went perfectly because you hit Kittle and he walks into the end zone because there's they're in zero coverage and the guy misses him. Jimmy hits him. I mean, the most accurate pass of the night hits him in stride. Uh, but that kind of to me, once you went up fourteen nothing, it was like okay, the Niners. You're gonna have to beat the Niners. Like they're not just gonna roll over. And it was just. I'm not trying to live in the past, but it does like, what the fuck happened last week? <laughs> you know, because at least in the Eagles game, it, they didn't win, but you never felt like they were just, it was, it was Mullins was ugly, but the effort was there. Yeah. The effort last week relative to this week, I mean, guy, it was like two separate teams. Yeah. I mean, I, all, all that is true. I don't disagree with any of that. I agree with all of that. I do think sometimes games just get weird and then it's hard to get out of them. And yeah. that's if you fall down early. That's part of know. what happened last week. It's not an ex- it's just part of what happened, right? It can't happen, especially against the Miami Dolphins when you've got this schedule coming up, but it's what happened. I thought Dolphins one- are three and three. Dolphins are three and three. <laughs> I thought one thing that was you're right. Like it became clear you're gonna have to beat the Niners. I thought then it became clear, like, they're going to have to beat the Rams, right? They were not able to just cruise at 21-6. to six. Like, they had to make some plays in the second half, and they did. I Two big things were the offensive line was really good. Did, I, I mean, I th- was that true? The first hit – well, it's not true, actually. The first hit Jimmy took was not on that rush because he got hit by uh, – he got hit – he got hit by Aaron Donald on a ball where he, where he missed use check down the left side. But – they didn't really get to him. They got rid of the ball quick. I, I just thought the offensive line was really good. And then um, Emmanuel Mosley, give him 21, John. Give him a bandana and 21. Dion is back. Prime time, Emmanuel Mosley. 
Well, to me, it was just amazing. You have two just capable corners out there, the difference of those two guys and what we saw last week. The defensive effort, though, as a whole, I thought was just fantastic. Just their intensity flying around. I mean, how, how good is Fred Warner? Like, I mean, well, it's just – we've talked about it before, but he – the way that they kind of isolated on some of the video clips, he's everything you want in 2020. Sideline to sideline, the physicality, the intelligence – I mean, he's a fucking stud. Because the one thing you notice when you watch, they're not really, there's, you know, they miss Nick Bosa. Dramat- I mean, his his departure with the ACL injury is just, it's pretty evident, right? They, they get no pressure. To not sack Jared Goff, a game in which he throws the ball 38 times. If you told me Goff throws the ball 38 times, I'll tell you, well, the Niners have to. It's golf. They're going to get a sack, right? Now, I, I didn't even feel like they got that close that often. Well, did you? I, no, I, they didn't get close to. Uh, they got. They didn't get close to a sack that often. I did feel like they. They did bother him. Now he was off. Part of that was just him, but I thought at times they bothered him. But yeah, I mean, it's the Bosa thing is glaring. The the Bosa absence is is glaring, and and golf did help them, right? The Rams did. The Rams did not play. A very clean football game on offense. Goff missed several throws. Cooper Cup drops the touchdown before the uh, interception by uh, your guy Jason Tutu. Barrett. Shout yeah. out to the scouting department. Well, but but he was once an elite dude. Why well, not? I remember but going they, to a Raider game, a seeing guy, him pick up. Yeah, he'd been out forever. He'd been hurt on this team. I mean, he was he'd been he'd been injured this year. Jared Goff threw a. What what as Rich Cannon would say, a baby killer. That can't happen. Although it was fourth uh, down. So you gotta make a play, but still, I mean baby killer there. Yeah. I don't to me, fourth downs are not it did hurt fourth. though, because part of the reason you go for it on the goal line is because it's you're like, Oh, if we don't get it, the Niners will have it at the one. Yeah, just just and their effort. Like I, I I think one thing's clear. This team I wouldn't say it's a shell of last year's team, but it's clearly not as good as last year's team right now. They're just missing players. Now, Sherman, we'll see if he comes back this week. Bosa's not coming back. Buckner's gone. I don't think it's crazy to call him a shell of last year's team because from a personnel standpoint, it is. Okay, shell of last year's team, but they still, to me, have a chance when they play really hard to win nine, ten games. Like Like next week coming up the Patriot game, if they play this effort, they have a chance to win most weeks. And if Kyle can keep getting this out of them, because the one reason I thought they'd bounce back, because it was it's kind of an easy coaching job. When when your team kind of knows you're good, and you've got your ass kicked, it's not that hard to motivate. Because I, I I do think sometimes motivating off like a devastating loss, and that's what the Eagles game was. Sometimes can be hard. You're feeling sorry for yourself. Some guys on the team are like, "Fuck, I I played well. What the hell was Mullins doing?" Right? Yeah. Yeah. I No, I think that's a good point. Because you feel like if we just do what we did against Philly again against Miami, we'll win this game. But it turns out Miami's actually kind of – Miami is a more button-down operation right now than Philly. Yeah. So, to, to me, you just have to play – like, the one thing for this team to be competitive is their effort has to be top-notch. And that's where – you're right. They were they had way more players last year. I mean, having Buckner and having Bosa last year, and Sherman, who's, and Sherman hasn't you know missed one game. That their effort was all it was actually always really good, and that's why they won thirteen games. Like, but for this team to max out nine ten, 
their effort the rest of the season has to be top notch just to give them a shot. Yeah, right? and maybe that's maybe effort is is what showed itself. There there were so many little moments in the game Sunday where they just made a play. Trent Taylor made two plays that his first down catch was huge. Yeah, right. And then he yeah, broke was. up what was almost an interception on the goal line on a bad throw from Garoppolo. Mostert, 65 yards, felt like 175. Well, they need that guy healthy. He's their best running back. Yeah, that's hopeful. You hope that, like, he didn't play just because they felt like, okay, we've got a lead. We don't need to push it here. Kittle made some huge plays. Debo Samuel played throughout the game, and the game went, the game winning. You're talking about the first down, right? Kendrick Bourne, two catches, 44, felt more impactful than that. Ayuk, another another two catch, one touchdown game for Brandon Ayuk. Technically, his first passing touchdown they said on the broadcast, even though it felt like the other one just because it was so long, you didn't realize that, it was like the end was, around. That was, oh, okay. <laughs> you know? It was like, yeah, it was the end around. To uh, me, the corners made a huge difference. Cor- yeah, you're right. It's if, if you get decent corner play in 2020, you'll have a shot to compete in games. Now, they, like you said, Jared was not good. That helped him out, but those guys made plays. They did. Like, that was last week. They couldn't stop anybody because they had one glaring weakness. And today, they were just like a normal team. And then you factored in the coaching staff was ready to go offensively to start the game. The defensive effort was fantastic. It just kind of meshed, and it looked completely different. Yeah. But it's you just can't rule out Brian Allen. Fixed. <laughs> you know? No, you you cannot. The one thing we know is the next man up next man up thing has ended at corner. Like there, the next man up is not going to get it done at corner, right? I do think going into this game, they were kind of staring two and four in the face, and two and four is devastating, and your season's fucked. Right. At three and three, you go, we just beat the Rams at home. I do think you're feeling a little bit better about yourself. No question. And, and you kind of you kind of punked them for a little bit. So you go, well, we're, we're still okay. And then you get a Patriot team that just lost to Drew Locke and really is not that great. You're like, if we just play a good game, we could be four and three, and all of a sudden, we're okay. Right. right? Going into that Seattle game. Yep. And then Green Bay, New Orleans, right after them. So, but whatever. You just but but the point is, if they make the playoffs, we're going to look back on October at October eighteenth and say that that's where the season that's where they save their season. Did you hear Collinsworth say tonight, maybe him or Al, that an eight and eight team is going to get in this year? I was like, guys, have you followed? Like, I I don't think an eight and eight team is sniffing the playoffs. I think you got to get to nine to get in the playoffs. Eight and eight team is not going to get in that seventh spot. I think they just kind of flippantly said that. I was like, I, I would, I would go back and look at the last. Well, like they five might be. Years. They're saying, well, they might be talking about the NFC East winner. May not. I think they they meant a wild card team. They weren't talking about that. They just meant like, and maybe it's a little closer than I thought. I mean, last year I guess a nine and seven team, so it's right there on the edge. But I, I think most years you got to get to nine. That seven spot typically to me feels like the nine win team because a lot of times. I bet if we went back and did a study, and we might have to look at this closer as we get closer, is that the nine and seven team sometimes that wins the six seed, like there are a couple nine win teams, you know, the tiebreakers. Yeah. yeah. But it's it, to me, it's pretty rare that an eight win team is like, oh, the next man out. Were squad. they talking about the NFC or just is that what you said? The they NFC? were just they were just talking about the playoff picture, adding a team. They they weren't talking about the NFC East. They were just talking in general, and I was like, yeah, I don't. If you go, if you told me Doesn't the Niners were eight and eight, my first response is they're not in the playoffs. Yeah, I right, I wouldn't feel good about that. 
doesn't that doesn't feel like an eight and eight year to me, but no. You have some flawed teams that are competing for play that second wild card spot plus the NFC. Yeah, but you already have like Seattle's probably in the driver's seat for the division. Uh, you know, even the Rams. To me, the Niners. Yeah, the Rams. The, the Rams. Saints, like the 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 Saints are three and two. The Rams are four and two. Well, the Bears are five and one. That's the other thing. The, does the Rams game come back to help you if you end up in a tie for a wild card spot? Well, you play them again. Well, I know. I'm just saying, like, you now you have the upper hand on them because they've got a better record than you at this point in time. Yeah. Puts pressure on you to win that game again. Yeah. All right, John. Jimmy Garoppolo against the Rams was better than he was against the Dolphins. Was obviously good enough to win the game they did, but still was not back anywhere close to being the guy that you and I have kind of bet on for week after week after week for a couple of seasons now. You know, what was funny is they were up 21. They're up six. 21 to nine. Were 21 to six and a half or 21 to nine? Six and a half, and then the field goal came oh, in the second half. Okay, so they were up 21 to six and a half. His numbers at halftime, guy, were 17 to 21, three touchdowns. What was the yardage? Do you, do you have the yardage there? Yeah, it was like it was like a little shade over 200, I think. Okay. It did not feel like that way. It felt every time he threw the ball that I was not confident the ball was going to hit the wide receiver on just the most basic level. Like when he released the ball, whoever he was throwing it to, if the guy was just standing with his hands out, I thought it was going to be either way left or way right and the guy was going to have to adjust. And typically the guy did. Now, I understand he hit a couple big plays, right, on one where he gets credit when the little one where he bounces forward, you get credit for a forward pass. And the George Kittle play, which was his finest pass on fourth and two, where he hits Kittle in stride, was incredible. Overall, though, I think Jimmy right now is a major liability. I find Jimmy, for a team that's now going to be, these next couple weeks are going to be, they beat, you know, they beat the Patriots. It's going to be very, very difficult. I think they can beat the Patriots with this version of Jimmy. But moving forward after that, they can't win a game like, for the first time, I really felt it. Like, because, especially as the Rams, you know, it felt like it was 21-9, to 9, but it was like, God, they're just a play away from being right in there. Kyle did not want Jimmy, especially in the second half, to really throw. And this gets back to the Super Bowl, which you and I defended him because, like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel he was hiding him because I didn't look at Kyle that way. Because I was like, I just saw him the entire December and really probably the end of like Thanksgiving to the end of the season, let Jimmy let it rip, and he had to. So I, I wasn't even in that mindset. This year I've seen it, and this year I will not argue it. And, guy, I saw it tonight. Yep. Kyle Kyle was terrified. I, I think I saw a coward tweet that was like, if this is how Shanahan's going to treat Jimmy, like, what's <laughs> this thing's over. Like, I mean, just in terms of his long-term future here, and we've talked about that before, but clearly right now Kyle, like – Collinsworth talked over and over about the ankles. Like, guys, we're watching him move around. He's not fucking hurt. He's just not playing very well. He, he's fine. He is completely healthy. Just as healthy as every other person on the field is playing. Just, I can't take that. Just admit, Chris, it's okay to be like, you know what? Jimmy's off right now. Because he's like, I, everyone, I did, some, I did some hits this week. And people were like, is Jimmy the long-term answer? It's like, Chris, he was just benched at halftime last week. Like, this is, <coughs> that happened. And I, I thought tonight, 
His numbers, I think the overall was like 23 or 33 for 260 or whatever. Three touchdowns came in the first half. But I, he makes me nervous, man. I, I When I watch him, I, I am not comfortable. Well, I think one thing for sure is like the game that he had last year against the Saints. Doesn't feel like he has that in him right now. Now, he had it in him. I saw it happen last year, right? He might need – does he need to have that game against the Packers this year? Because remember, to we me, didn't the, have to, to me, have it To again. me, though, you're, you're, you're like jumping. To like That's like a, a gold medal performance. I'd even go just well, like yeah, – Of a, course. I'm just saying that's that's why we were so high on him was games like that. He had multiple games where you went, okay, that Saints game, like that was him passing a checkpoint. It's like, look what I can do in a big moment. The irony is – the game he's going to need that in this year is coming up against the Packers in all likelihood. And he didn't need that game either time they played the Packers. They kicked the Packers' ass last year. What, right? what about Seattle? Like, he, Seattle's in a couple weeks. He's going to need. But I, I'd even say, like, you know, like the Rams game on Saturday night or the Seattle game to end the season where he was like 17 to 22. But it was just letting balls rip. I, I just don't think Jimmy has like a play, a game where the way he's playing right now, where you just went, you know what? Jimmy carried us in the second half. And it might just be because Kyle won't let him. Well, to me, it's not. Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't pointing that game out, the Saints game, to say that's his next level. But you're right. There is clearly a forget about carry. Just can I, can I, can you be on target if I get a guy open third and eighth? If I get, if I get Kittle just open right there, can are you going to hit him? We don't know. It feels was like the first play was that like the second play of the game where Kittle was right open and he fucking threw like a laser behind him and Kittle had to like yes, lay out. Yes, I, I thought it was going to be a pick. <laughs> oh um, my god. Uh he's never been I don't think like a high percentage spiral guy relative to most starting quarterbacks but it feels like his spiral percentage is lower right now. Um I, you know I there's a lot going on it seems like when he's holding the football in the pocket. Give him credit. He did make a lot of plays where he was looking and looking and looking and tapping his feet and tapping his feet and you're like what's he about to do? And in those situations it felt like he made good decisions and good throws. He he didn't really make I know he didn't throw a lot of balls down the field Sunday night, but he didn't really make one uh, one of those brain fart throws where you go, wait, what was that? Did he? Do you remember? A throw, uh, well, I I, I, I know he was pressured a little bit, but the airmail on use check. Well, that's just a bad throw. I'm just saying, did he make any throws where you're like, why were you? Because he feels like one, when he's yeah really yeah off. the one in the the one in the corner that Trent Taylor I think had to like but make I, the play yeah on I the get ball. I have to look I thought that was just a bad throw not a bad decision maybe it was a bad decision though but yeah because he's pretty covered and it's way inside yeah I, I know what you're saying like hit a guy in stride that that was probably throw a, throw a lollipop into double coverage right now part of this is they're playing with the well, lead. Kyle wasn't really letting him yeah. throw so no, he didn't have that many opportunities there's no doubt um but you're right that can they I think part of this with him is like can they make the playoffs Forget about how he played tonight. Just can they make the playoffs with that, with the game they played against the Rams, with just short passes, a ton of running, kind of making no, a bunch of plays I, on defense? I, I, no chance. They're not good enough. A huge reason they, they took advantage of a, their opponent, and part of it was good defense. Goff was terrible. To me, to make the playoffs, there are going to be games where the other quarterback's just on. Look who, like, you listen to those names. Rodgers, you play Russell twice. You still got another game against Kyler. You got Josh Allen. I mean, we're recording this before we see the Red Rifle get a legit start, but like we all know the Cowboys have a bunch of weapons. I, You are going to need to have Jimmy, to me, to make the playoffs. 
have a couple like 320 yard games where you just feel like that was a Pro Bowl level guy. I think the Pro Bowl is not. I'm not saying he's going to the Pro Bowl. Zero chance. He's not a Pro Bowl level guy. But he's going to need some of those games. I told you this before that we press record. When I watch Jimmy play, I'm going to equate this. Most people listening know when they get over, if you ever just play golf and you get over a golf shot, most of the shots, especially at one that's hard, maybe one above your feet, below your feet, a distance you don't have the right club for, you go, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen with this ball. Or just when you're bad. when you're Right there are times you're just in a slump on the golf course. You're, you just hit the ball poorly. You just you stand over the golf ball and you know what you want to do, but deep down you know, like, I have no control once I swing where this thing's going to go. I just hope it goes in the vicinity up by the green or whatever. But a lot of times you shank it or, you know, you hook it into the trees or slice it into the bunker or do whatever. I feel like him right now going back, he has lost all of his confidence. And we saw it last year to begin the season because the training camp, the Denver preseason game, and it just spiraled kind of weird. And the season started weird, but it, he had little moments, but it just, he didn't really, his confidence was off. And then finally he just like turned a corner. I'm watching a guy right now that I, I, I refuse to buy the injury stuff. Cause I think he's out there. Everyone in the league's a little banged up. Like to me, he's more than healthy. It's just, I, I think yeah. he's questioning like where he's, the ball's going to go and just his accuracy. Like I, I, anyone just throwing a football, like it's, what, what he's asked to do is really difficult. That's why he gets all this money. I don't think he's that confident in his accuracy right now, guy. I, look, I think I think it's mostly that. I don't refuse to buy the injury. I think, first of all, Collinsworth is probably just repeating everything he's been told in a meeting. I don't refuse to buy the injury, per se, because I, I know high ankle sprain doesn't just go away one day, so maybe it's a part of what's going on with him. But with or without it, he's good enough to be on the field immediately Monday after the Dolphins game. He should be better than than this maybe it's part of what's going on with his confidence although remember again before he got hurt it was like not the jimmy that was at his best last year either right so remember the cardinal game he didn't look yeah great. he didn't look great in that game so it's it's i'm with you it's not about the ankle even if the ankle is something going on which it might be but that doesn't feel like what this well, is about and what's a go-to argument Definitely with a younger guy like a Darnold. You just be like, and it's fair. Like, he's not playing with, you know, who's he throwing to, right? But then there's, like, the established guys like Wentz or Carr when they have a bunch of injuries. And it goes, well, he's, look, look who he's playing with last year. Yeah. You know, or Wentz, like, he's throwing to Greg Ward Jr. At the end, like, Ertz is gone and Fulgham's in there. You're like, yeah, it has that does have some validity. But when I just watch you throw a pass, if you airmail a guy by, like, 15 feet... Or just sort of like like there is an eye test portion to this, and I think when I'm watching Jimmy, and I, I think most people listening would agree, the eye test right now it's it's just it's a little bit of a roller coaster in a way that you go, this win was huge, and I give nothing but credit for Kyle, but deep down Kyle knows, like it's gonna be like we can't it's gonna be very difficult to beat some of these teams with when we have a limitation at quarterback. I have the, to be able to call pass plays because I guess my my overall take on those other guys with the injuries and like with their wide receiving course. No, he goes Debo sweet, Ayuk sweet, Kendrick Bourne. I text a buddy in the league. I'm like, bro, if you got a little money, I'd pay him as your third wide receiver. Kittle's the best tight end in the league. I mean, they got just random running backs that can produce. Like he's got the weapons. And Mostert's not, not right. He's got Mostert, right? Mostert's a stud when he's in there. Yeah. So yeah. I I. I, I, 
I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I, I don't think this is why. But it's also like why you pay Kyle Shanahan. Like he's the coach, and you got to part of coaching is not just drawing up plays. It's motivating. It's finding a way to get on the same page. It's figuring things out. It's growing with the player. Like at the end of the day, whether Jimmy's here for years or this is his last go round, they are living in this season. Yeah, and they yeah. want to get the best out of Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. They got to figure that out. But they, but to Ky- me, they Kyle need- specifically, like it's it's this is Kyle's baby, the offense, right? Yeah. And he did it today, though. That's the thing is he found a way he to do it. it today. But is is Moster back or does he now have an ankle too? Right. I mean, but he- I do think it's fair right now Andrew. to say with Raheem Mostert, who is really good. I mean, I, I was thinking this when watching the game that I was like, you know, what's crazy. Last year at the same time, I couldn't even really pronounce his name. I didn't quite Somebody know. Somebody tweeted he was. that at us. And now I'm watching him tonight, and I'm going, is this guy like top five player on the team right now? He's really yes. good. But I, I saw someone else tweet this, and like I think one thing you see with guys, he he became like coming into the season the starting running back. Like he was going to be the starting running back, and he deserved that. Not everyone's built to do that. And, and in the sense, like most humans are not. You take a pounding, right? You're just getting tackled a lot. A lot of your runs, even with Kyle Shanahan, who schemes these wide open lanes, sometimes you just they're not there, and you're just going to run into dudes full speed. It's a painful position. He's already he's like his third injury guy. And like every uh, run, every carry is like downhill, right? He's running his at what because he can't. Here's the thing with the zone runners, and he's an ideal zone runner. They can't make you miss. There's no wiggle. It's just it's just north and south, which is what Kyle the Shanahans love. Look at McVay's guys; they're all just. Go down and yep, go. Yep. Which is easy to be like, call another run. The running back's got to be like, Jesus Christ, can't feel my knee, well, my elbow, I, you know or my shoulder. I felt <laughs> it in the first half watching him. I think he had, what, 16 of his – I think he had one – did he have one or two carries in the second half to start that drive? I thought it was one. I think it was just the one, and they yanked him, yeah. Uh, he was running his ass off, guy. Yep. He was Jimmy's best friend. Hey, I'd I, say I, just – Did I, did I with him this, and, or did I – With him and Kittle – you can really mask Jimmy, yeah. right? Because Kittle just goes right in front of him, and you can hand it to Mozart. And then they're luckily they're two wide receivers. Maybe this is just par for the course when you join the Niners. You just gotta love end arounds. This is part of the deal. <laughs> but I, you and I watch a lot of football. I feel like the Niners run end arounds. Like actually give it. Like yeah. that's like one of their go to play. Even McVay, like it's, it's just part of the Shanahan playbook. The end around. That cool little one they ran to Robert Woods, like where they gave it to him inside. Yeah, but doesn't like it feel play. like Debo Samuel is one of the bigger players in the league that can – I mean, like other guys, Kittle runs them, for crying out loud. Claypool yeah. ran one today. I mean, I'm not saying that bigger receivers don't run them, but it feels like Debo – You wouldn't give it to like the, Julio or something. It feels like Debo's one of the bigger Allen. receivers in the league that consistently runs that play as effectively as he runs it. I was just going to say, I don't know if mybookie.ag has the, has the line, but you if, you, if I told you – one you could prop bet every week. Will the first play of the Niner game be a toss to Raheem Mostert? What do you think the line on that would be? Like minus thirty five hundred? It'd be pretty. It'd be pretty high. <laughs> it'd be pretty high. Um, I, I I just think overall moving forward, where he wasn't last year at this point in time, right? Like last year at this point in time. Now, granted, they hadn't lost. I don't think Jimmy was viewed as like this liability. Right now, he's just. I think just the average Niner fan you run into tomorrow, yep. fired up, got a big win, but it's like, God, what's going on with the quarterback? Part of it is, right, you just don't have the margin for error in 2020 that you had in 2019. Well, this gets back to what I'm saying. Like, he's going to have to. I understand. He had to last year, right, in the Rams game, in the Saints game. How are those not inevitable? 
would you just like, oh, the other quarterback's on a heater too. Like, can we just get into a little shootout? Yeah. I, I'm not talking Saints 48 no, 45. I'm, I'm, I just I'm mean if golf was can, really can you, good can today. Can you win a game 30 to 27? If golf was good today, Sunday night, he was going to have It would have been a problem. It would have been a problem. Yep. But it wasn't. They won what they had well, to win. True. Yeah, He's got Belichick next week. Piece of cake. Remember Belichick used to text him after every victory when he first traded him. Remember that was a story? I don't like, if I'm the Niners, I don't love that the Patriots just lost to the Broncos at home. I don't either. And I also think Belichick, like, what's he going to say about Jimmy Garoppolo Wednesday? It's going to be so over the top. Oh, the love? Yeah. Oh. John, DraftKings. Promo code HAM. Sign up now. Get your part of the hundred million dollars in prizes that are up for grabs every week at DraftKings. We're going to have a Monday night doubleheader in the Ham DraftKings League. Sign up, download the app, code Ham. Want to do a little 50, 50 person game? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Winner take all. Two games. Or do you want to do top top five? Winner take all. I mean, I'm not going to win, so it doesn't matter. I just be giving my ten bucks to someone else to win it all. <laughs> who who are we kidding? Uh, download the DraftKings app. Promo code Ham. Obviously, Daily Fantasy. We uh, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a game for this Sunday. We had a game going Sunday. Didn't fill it up. We're gonna fill this bad boy up this week. Do the Monday night game. We had a golf game going as well. Haberman kind of made a light late push. Yeah. Little CJ Cup. Uh, promo code Ham. Download the app. It's really fun. I can't recommend it enough. I love my friends at DraftKings. Promo code Ham. Download the app. Promo code Ham. Yeah, uh, it turned out we for, we kind of forgot about the game. We made the game so early last week for Sunday, we forgot about it. Didn't really tell that many people about it. I had a few people DM. The, the nice thing, if a game doesn't fill, you just get your money back, and we we do it again. So we'll we'll get back yeah. on the on the focus train uh, when it comes to getting that thing locked in. The golf was fun. That was good to get back to some golf. Although it did watching the golf kind of got lost in the shuffle for me over the weekend. The yeah, DraftKings is what locked me back it. in on Sunday because I was in sixth place at one point. Um, and you alerted me to that. So the DraftKings has been fun. I really, the Monday night, was that two weeks ago we had a Monday night doubleheader? Or was that, la- that wasn't last week, was it? No. I think last week we had a Tuesday night game. I'm a little right, corona right. thrown we off. We had a Monday night doubleheader, and that was really fun. Yeah, with Belichick, remember? And Hoyer and those That's guys right. playing the, the Chiefs. I had the Chiefs, de- <clears throat> I had the Patriots defense that day. Yeah, because the Packers played the Falcons, and you had Tanyan. I had Tanyan. Bobby, you, I, as, as a I didn't even know Dolphin. who that I didn't know who that was until that night, and then today he like rolls his ankle, and they're like, "Oh, Rogers, he's gonna miss Tanyan." I'm like, "Fucking Tanyan!" Yep, Ta- but Robert Tanyan, but Rogers calls him Bobby. <laughs> so download the download the app, DraftKings promo code Ham. All right, John, we're big golf guys, Barry guy, likable dude. Uh. You know, we were rooting for him when he had Jeff Fisher. Then he gets McVay, and it starts coming together for him. But uh, I've been rooting for him since Sonny Dykes, guy. Yeah. I mean, you remember the first day they beat Portland State? I think a Cal fan's going to correct me if it wasn't Portland State. They had a one-win season his freshman year when he started. I'm pretty sure that's how it played out. Do you remember that? Remember how atrocious uh, the Sonny Dykes defense were for Jared Goff, even the next two years? Remember they were incredible on offense, and they won like seven games. They went to a bowl. well, I think his sophomore year they only won five. He only went to a bowl game one year out of the three years, yeah. right? And their offense was prolific. It was not good, John. It was not good. And now he's on a real football team. But I think the question is like, can he ever be the guy that are? They, can they compete for Super Bowls again? 
They have beat up on the NFC East this year, and their one loss was to the Bills, who, while the score, if you just go to the box score, looks a lot closer than it actually was. They were down 28-3. to And you and I have talked about the impact and no fans. I think the impact and no fans was felt tonight. Like the Niners went up 14-0, kind of like that. That place would have been going berserk. And watching the Rams, my, my takeaway is, one, their defense a little flawed. They got two really good players. But offensively, we talk about this with Jimmy, right? Like, I, I don't know what else you want. Like, you know, Jerry Rice to walk through the door? Like, uh, you have a ton of weapons on this team. Like, it's on the quarterback. I'd say the same thing for the Rams offense. Like, Cooper Cup and Woods are legit. Higby and Everett, the two tight ends, I mean, they were blowing them on the broadcast as well as they should. Yeah. They're like, they're both kind of like Jordan Reed's. Like, they're really athletic. You can put them on linebackers and safeties. They both can run. Like, you can throw them deep, breaking routes. And the running backs are more than capable. Like, that offense, like, at the end of the day, Jared Goff, and I'm rooting for the guy. I want him to be good. I just do think he's a little flawed in the sense of, now, tonight, I, I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass. Like, it was a shitty game. But he is a little limited as a player. He can't really move, right? He's a below-average athlete for NFL standards, not compared to me or you or whatever. But he's a he's a bad athlete. Like, when I think bad athletes in the NFL, I think we mainly think of, like, the older guys, like Rivers, Brady, right? Baker. When you think of the, when you think of the younger guys, like, me, him, and Baker are the number, like, what quote-unquote pocket quarterbacks have come into the league? They've all been like hybrids. Like when I think Mahomes, like I think an athlete, Russell, Rogers. That's the irony of luck, right? Is he was treated like the prototypical quarterback prospect, but he was a fantastic athlete. Fantastic. Remember like his numbers next to Cam, like athletically, all were like pretty pretty similar. And Jared Goff is on the low end of it all. Can't move. His arm, he can throw it far, but he doesn't have great arm strength. Like to me, when he's kicking your ass, I think the comp was always kind of Matty Ice. It does have to be pinpoint accuracy, right? Because when his accuracy is off, it looks terrible, uh, right? Like tonight was like, whoa. I don't know if this exists. Maybe it doesn't. But like a baseball player who's as an outfielder can throw the ball really far, but if you put him on the mound, wouldn't throw 95. That's what golf kind of feels like to me. Like, he well, can, he I, can, you, know who's, you know who that is? Is Foles. Foles can throw it like 80 yards, but he doesn't throw it that hard. Well, that maybe it's something. There's something about like maybe being tall and long that it really allows him. Because Foles is a big guy. It really, I always thought that about Joe Blanton. Joe Blanton was 6'5", and he threw like 86. But I don't know if he could throw it far. I never felt like he could throw it far. Yeah, it, you're right. I feel the, like the, there's something. The outfielder comp. There's better. something in like the mathematics of Goff's body that really allows him. Like, to, do you think Hunter Pence could throw it far? chuck the ball far. No, he doesn't. He has a very different throwing motion. <laughs> yeah. But... Coco Chris, but it doesn't. Tra- he could not throw the ball at all. But it doesn't translate to velocity. Um, you know, if you would ask me what was Jared Goff's completion percentage coming into the season career, I would have said sixty six. I'm looking at it right now. It's sixty three, and that includes this year where that it's sixty. He's sixty seven this year, by far the highest of his career. Like to me, if he's sixty-seven, then yeah, they got a shot. Like I do think they can compete to be an NFC. Like you're gonna watch the Ram, watch the Rams in his prime, his his age prime, and they're gonna several times look like a team that could be in the NFC Championship game and maybe the Super Bowl if he's that. He just tonight he's 
he's better than he was in that game on Sunday night. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I take it out. You you know what I learned studying Kirk Cousins when I thought Kirk Cousins was going to come to the Bay Area is I'm out on players. Like one thing that Brady Manning Breeze Rivers now is probably shot, but like Rivers for ten years. Like the guys that we viewed as elite, they were terrible athletes. They were pinpoint accurate. Like the, their accuracy. Like remember Rivers, how often he would get hit and be throwing the ball and hit the guy in stride. You're like, this guy's arm's terrible. How did he do that? Manning did it all the time. They'd be throwing it before guys were out of breaks. Like their knowledge, they actually. You know what's crazy? You could argue they overachieved. Like it, they shouldn't have been that good. They, like Manning and Rivers. Like Brady has a great arm. Right, Brady's accurate, but he all, his arm strength is like it was really good. It, it has nothing in common with those guys. Like it has nothing in common with Goff. So you factor in why is Brady so fucking good? Because he's accurate and he has a plus arm. Those guys don't have plus arms, and Goff is in their category. But like you said, he's really kind of hit or miss with accuracy. But he he when he's a when he's on rhythm, he's fantastic. But when he is hit. Or has to leave the pocket and doesn't have like perfect feet set, it it can look really really bad. Like whatever, I think what makes Brady so great, for example, is he never really gets like his footwork is just it's probably the Michael Jordan of footwork, right? It's just never really off, even in that little area. Like he always just kind of stays set. Yeah, just most humans get thrown off a little bit, and even Goff, if he has to move a little bit, it happens. to Cousins is the shittier version of Goff. Where it can just like four or five picks. Well, Brady, legitimately like three picks in a game. It feels like Brady makes a lot of, or has in his career, right? He makes a lot of, he somehow extends plays in the pocket pocket. without being mobile, but he can move just enough to give himself the time he needs to make a throw. And then he's accurate when he makes that throw, even though his body's kind of turned and he just sidestepped the guy. It's See, really that's crazy. That, that's what Goff would have to do. Yeah. But then there are going to be throws, for example. And I'm not trying to compare. I, I know he's the greatest quarterback we consider of all time. But I'm just comparing arm Montana strength. Montana comes on the pod. Yeah. Well, Joe, you're welcome to come on whenever. Hopefully you uh, put that person to jail to try to steal your guys' baby. That Brady, his arm strength is just way better than Goff. So even probably if his feet aren't perfectly set, like he can just make a throw within a 20-yard radius that's harder for Jared. And then there's just an accuracy element. Is it a little? I, and I, this, I, I, I think Goff's way better than Mariota, but a little like Mariota. I think when you said Mariota Goff, for it, when you just said their name, not any longer with Mariota, but like coming out and early in his career, you're like, oh, really accurate guy. It was like, no, he's not really that accurate. Well, not those of he's, us that watched him in college. I, you know, but I think I when felt, you say well, Jared Goff, that's not true. I, I shouldn't say those of us. I. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think and most I think people that watched him in college, you were an outlier. Yeah, everyone fucking blown him. They were comparing him to Steve Young, who was the most accurate quarterback of all time before Drew Brees came around. Unfair to Steve. I mean, ridiculous, disrespectful to Steve. Very. I, I just watched Jared Goff, and I go, you know an NBA player who can get really hot? And like, you know, this guy's had two straight weeks. He's averaging 30. He's, you know, he can't miss. But like, you don't go, well, he's not as good of a shooter as Claire Steph. Like, really, Jared Goff is much more of a rhythm guy, but he is, when he's off, it can look terrible. Like, he's not, is he a natural passer? Like, he, his natural gifts are he's really tall, but his arms, his release a little loopy. I guess my overall takeaway is the Rams are just capped with this guy. Like, they're going to be competitive because they do have a lot of good players, they have a good coach, and Goff is solid. 
But I think it's pretty clear, like, when Goff peaks, he's probably, like, 10th. Like, if, if Goff has a great season for himself, he'll be 10, 8, 9. That's as high as he can get. But most of the time, though, guy, he's probably going to be somewhere between 12 and 18. Yeah, but you know what I would say is, like, uh, is he capped? And does that – he may be capped. Does, does that mean they're capped? I, I think – Given who his coach is, but it's harder when you pay him that much. Yeah, money. well, it's true because you do need he need he needs an elite. Now they score, but it's like he needs an elite defense, right? Which most teams that win the Super Bowl have a really good defense, but they need to have a fantastic defense for it to work, to like really work, to like championship work is what we're talking about I, here. What I, what I think is more important for him is you have to hit on all the skill guys, and they have for the most part to give him the best chance. Like they have, like their skill guys are really good. But their running backs aren't as good as when they had peak Todd Gurley, and their offensive line clearly is. Yeah, it was it was actually fine tonight. But you know, like if but would Bosa could Whitworth have block Bosa all night long? Probably not. no, no. I but but I, and, I just and think Goff McVay, can't run away. No, I just think McVay gives him a chance though. He's good, right? Yeah, I mean, I I just think though I watching the Rams tonight and just watching Goff, I probably thought more highly of them coming into this game than I do now thinking, you know, even if they, like, they still might finish with a better record than Niners or whatever, but I, you see this team, like, making, like, serious noise in the playoffs. I also think if we, no, no. And I'm, and I'm not trying to overreact to but, one shitty game. No, but but, but, just, but that's, see, I think he, he had a bad game. I think if we talk about the team, I mean, they had that game, remember the week one game against Dallas was weird. They beat the Giants seventeen to nine. Who would you rather have right now? I, I almost asked Jimmy, you this. Jimmy Garoppolo or Jared Goff. I mean, if you'd asked me this, you know, last year, it would have been easy, Jimmy, without an argument. Now it's not. I, I guess I'd rather have Jimmy just from a contract standpoint. Yeah. If if all I if think, contracts were equal and you get out of both, I'd probably I think Goff's probably a little more consistent. Jimmy, when he's on, can probably be better, but Jimmy can also feels like he's more consistently worse. It's a hard argument. I, well, I think ideally, this is this is one problem. Like both these guys, you're kind of in the middle ground, right? Yeah, but I, I mean, but but I will say this: I do think at the end of the day, Goff is going to be the quarterback of the LA Rams for a fifteen years, right? He's already been like there Matt, five. Like Matt, like Matt Ryan. So maybe he doesn't have 10 more years there. Yeah, he's just going to be – and Sean McVay is going to be his coach. And he's going to throw 25 – you know, he may not have a 40-touchdown year in him, but he's going to have – Do you think the Rams make the playoffs this year? Yeah. yeah well – I do too. I mean, the, if the Niners don't chase him down, because that second wild card is what we're talking about here. They right? both couldn't make it? I guess they both could because who would be the – well, I mean, the Bears and the yeah, Packers that's, that's are the, pack, that's the problem is you probably get two teams from the NFC North. So, and you've got the Bucks are four and two, and the Saints are three and two. So we could go from thinking three teams or maybe all four from the NFC West could make the playoffs to one. It could become a one. Yeah, I'm not sure about the Rams. Actually, I take it back. My gut is that they they just don't look good consistently enough. Right? Like, say what you want about yeah. the Bears, they just look better. They look the same every week. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's crazy, but it's good enough. Yeah. So, yeah. I I just, I, I think the one thing Jared Goff shows you is that, and, and really, like, you watch college football, like, Jared Goff doesn't really exist. He's like a dying breed of quarterback. 
I don't think any any coach now would desire that type of player, would they? No, but we also know there's just when you get to pick first, but event, but there's only so many guys that look like the guy you want, right? Yeah, but I'm saying typically, like I At think some the last point, several drafts, most of these guys are pretty athletic. Most of the guys coming in are pretty athletic. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I'm maybe you wouldn't want them at one or two. I'm just saying though, like the way I like, like Josh Rosen coming out. What I know now about what I look for in a quarterback, I'd hate him. I don't want guys that can't move. I, I'm with you. I'm just saying that there's this point of diminishing returns where you're like, all right, I'm I not this. trying to justify my miss, but well, I just, I'm just saying there's this point where the it tips the other way, and you go, all right, I got this really mobile guy, and you're like, yeah, but he cannot throw. No, no. Well, see, I'm not look. I'm what I what I want is a passing quarterback that can move, and I, I think that's you. what most people. I'm just want. saying I don't think there's enough of those guys for a guy like Jared Goff to not have a job. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I think when you watch college football these last couple of years, most of the guys coming into the, like, coming out of college are decent here's a, here's a question for you. Let's say there's one quarterback. It's a one-quarterback draft, and that quarterback is Jared Goff. Where does he get drafted? Do, do people pass? Do 17 teams pass on him because they're like, not the kind of guy I want? Or do you go, well, yeah. I need a quarterback, and there's one of them, and I'm taking this guy? I wonder if there'd be a little pivot. It's just hard when you've got a guy that you think can throw. What was the year? Let's he had say, let's say, let's ago? say this: Jared Goff was in this upcoming draft at Cal. Yeah, and there was no Trevor Lawrence, no Justin Fields, no this dude in North Dakota State. No, keep an eye on Zach Wilson. You'd see him BYU making plays. Yes, None I remember Zach Wilson as a true freshman. John, he should have gone to Utah. I, I like Zach Wilson. That guy's good. I'm Kyle. Keep an eye on that guy. Would Jared Goff go number one overall to the Jets if he was coming out of Cal? No, no. No chance. No, but he threw, um, I said last year, he threw 20, 32 touchdowns and 12 picks in 2018. If I told you, all right, you're going to get that out of this guy his third year, he'd still be a top. I, someone would draft him. You would have to. Yeah, not me. But easy to say when you're sitting there, you need a quarterback, and you're sitting there at well, like 12. I just think the way you see it now, just, I understand. I'll find a Dak, I'll find a guy, right. Andy Dalton, hell, I'll find a Jimmy. One thing's pretty Andy clear, Dalton. like you can find funk. Well, he was a decent athlete when he was younger. We'll see. I don't know what he looks like now. Remember, Andy could move a little bit. I, I just want my guy to be able to move because all these guys, these offenses they're I, running I get are the it. boots and the nakeds, the nudes. You get these guys moving. You watch Goff run, you're like, God, he's really laboring. And really what's crazy is thinking about it, like Matt Ryan, I mean, he's probably a bet. He might have won a foot race against some of those guys, right? Matty Ice, definitely Rivers and Manning and Brady. Those guys could not move at all. I just think the game is... I agree with everything you're saying. fast. I, I, yeah, I'm just saying... It's all relative to the supply that's out there. True, but look at the supply that's coming. I mean, now that we're yeah, not going to we'll play, see. I mean, Justin Fields Lawrence is, is fantastic. Fields is Trey Lance, uh, Zach Trey Wilson. Lance. I, mean, these I, guys no, can I don't move. know if Trey Lance can throw. I, I've heard he's a first round lock. Well, but I, just, I think he's going to be. I'm just saying we don't know if he can throw. But but my overall point is all the prospects in this draft that are all going to go, you know, in the first round can all move for sure. Doesn't mean they'll be good. Like we may look. No, it doesn't. So but I'm just saying that. My, but my point is, like, that is what's coming now. Uh, there's no doubt, but they, they still have to be able to pass. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those guys are going to suck, but am I just think. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. But, so, in the end used of the to day, see a lot of guys off taking that guy over Jared Goff. I don't think you are. Well, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I'd rather have Jared Goff than a guy that was mobile and turns out he's going to suck. But I think my, my, what I'm trying to say is, and I think maybe I've got off on a, the wrong foot here or a tangent, is that the Jared Goffs aren't really going to exist as much anymore. Because I'm just watching college football these last couple of years, you don't find these bad athletes playing quarterback like when we were growing up or five, ten years ago. 
Like I just but, think but, most but of the what guys happens are thrown out. Goff. He plays baseball. I'm saying he exists uh, somewhere. Like there aren't that many good quarterbacks in college. Yeah, I just wonder if you get beat out. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they stop living. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Like, what if Jared? There is just a 15 year old Jared Goff right now in Texas. Like, He's like, not- six five, blonde hair kid with a good arm. Like, is he just gonna fucking play out? Like, volley? no, don't want you. <laughs> don't even walk over here. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe he'll find him. Go see spot. the go see I the volleyball know. coach. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you're not allowed. You're not allowed to play football. <laughs> well, but isn't the same pushback like what happens to centers with everyone going small balls, right? Like, well, are but they, they allowed to play? But basketball? They're still popping. There's still every year. There's a few of them, right? You're like, oh, I don't know, not athletic enough, and then they go in the lottery. Like if I just went to all the different programs in the Pac-12, for example, like does everyone have a six foot ten guy? Like UCLA, Cal, well, there's going to be Washington. The, yeah, I mean, like there's two of them that Arizona just put one into the draft. We'll see where they get drafted coming up, I guess, in a month. Yeah. But Isaiah Stewart from UW, Zeke Naji from Arizona, uh, and Onyeka Kongwa from USC. There's three of them. Now, they're all now, seven no, 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 they're not seven foot. I mean, Isaiah Stewart's like six eight. Yeah, but he plays that's like small, a big. small ball five. Plays like a big. So, I mean, Goff could can you punt? Can you do something else? <laughs> Make him a, make him the U.S. He's national like, yeah, soccer he's like, goalie. Yeah, middle cough. T- keep talking shit. I, check what they paid me when I was the number one overall pick, and then check what my contract extension was. You're the idiot. Like, yeah, you know, your money speaks for itself. How about our? How about speaking of money? How about our lock of the week, which was not actually we we prefaced it with. This is our pick this week. It was a little uh, trying to think of the right word. It felt like it was the. It was the bottom of the ninth. We were down by three, and we tried to hit a solo home run to win it. <laughs> yeah, it was just it, desperation met just kind of stupidity. Well, I, yeah, I, but I think we were, I got a little loose. I think if we're being fair, we were kind of tired. We wanted to take a swing, right? We were tired yeah. of taking favorites and feeling like it wasn't getting us anywhere. So we went Moneyline Eagles, if you missed it. And, uh, I mean... Smart. I mean, we almost pulled it off, John. Never a doubt that it was going to be close. If I could push back, and it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback, the Bears were an underdog, and I think we were like, well, they're better than the Panthers. That would have been an easy bet, but it would have been kind of boring. The The Bucks. if you took a step back, you would have gone, well, they're playing the Packers off a bye, but they're off a Thursday game. They're going to be kind of pissed off in this game. They were an underdog. And one time, the other game I'm kind of kicking myself for is like Sam Darnold is injured. And we had just watched the Dolphins who, like, you just watch them play. Like, that's an NFL team. The Jets are way worse with Flacco than Sam Darnold. Like, they, they're they awful with Sam Darnold. Flacco, they didn't score. They lost 24 to nothing. That that probably should have just been the easy bet. Just take the Dolphins against the Jets. But, what was but that's the, so boring. Wasn't that like a 12-point line? I, I you know, the, No, it was an 8. The game I kept coming back to last week was the Steelers. Because I just thought the Browns are not as good as people think they are. And I think the Steelers might be the best. I think, like, right now, I think the Steelers are the best team in the league. Now, they lost Devin Bush, so maybe they won't be. But... Um, that's the game I kept coming back to last week. That I, and it's easy on Sunday to kick yourself after they blow out the Browns. But you know, we talked about the Browns and just repeatedly that people are just too high on them. Uh, so whatever, what's done is done. With Carson had a two point conversion to send but the we, game to overtime. But you know the, the crazy Ravens. part is I don't feel bad because I don't feel bad. They were down seventeen nothing before he could even blank, and it just went like, are they going to lose this game sixty to nothing? 
Then I stopped paying attention. I just assumed we lost. Somehow I look up. They got the ball. It's 30-14. to 14. They score a touchdown. They get a two-point conversion. And there's like three and a half minutes left. Then they go three and out. They get the ball back. And Carson leads them on a drive. Did a YOLO throw the ball up in the air to Fulgham, I think, and got the P.I., and we scored a touchdown, guy. And I thought I didn't get that excited because I'm like, this is almost too good did to you, be true. But we're but we're here. Did you like, see the the JJ Ortega Whiteside fumble? The the touchdown he got on like somebody fumbled. I don't know if it was Miles Sanders. Somebody fumbled on like the two and it rolled in the end zone yeah. and Ortega Whiteside picked it up for a score. Well, I don't think they want to be playing him, so that really speaks to like where they're at. Like they are every time the Eagles play on my timeline because they follow a lot of Eagles people. They'll just list like the two deep. Of like when the season started, and someone will just take a sharpie and like exit out. Like he is missing like three of his five offensive linemen. Ertz got hurt today. All of his wide receivers. Like when we talked about it, Alshon and Deshaun had been practicing. By the end of Friday, it was like both of them had been declared out. So like, oh, fuck, here we go. I know. But guy, they the two point conversion. Like they they've got all this momentum. They they ran into each other and they just got tackled together with the ball in both of their hands. What the fuck was that? I don't know. I'm I, I'm cool with like a rollout play where the guy's not open and you got to do something weird. I I can live with it. That play. To your credit, you texted me before that. Seen? You texted me before the touchdown, and you said I'm really worried about this two point conversion. <laughs> well, because they'd already hit on a good one. Yeah. And I was just like, you only have so many. Also, it didn't feel right. Are you cool with doing zone read on that play? No, like I no. But it also, we didn't earn it. It didn't feel right. I think part of the reason no. it felt like they weren't going to get it is you're like, are they really taking the Ravens to overtime? Uh, and they still would have had to win it in overtime. But it felt like maybe they had some mojo. But whatever. I mean, you know, this I haven't looked at. Have you looked at? Well, we'll get to Monday night coming up. Um, how, yeah, I mean, I... I, I I can live with it. I, I just what do we have left? We, we, I I feel like we've lost our direction. <laughs> and as a gambler myself, I I threw a hundred bucks in this morning. I'm like, you know, I just want to play a couple parlays. Just want a little juice. I, I didn't really even get that close. You know I, I don't even know what to do, guy. You know, and then after, I'm like, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. I I'm lost. I've I'm, got, I'm a I'm, I'm, I'm a ga- I'm just lost at sea as a gambler. I, you know what's happened to me is I've gotten gun shy. Because you know what I almost did today? I almost went. I I had it in Niners. Money line, uh, Dodgers minus a half a run parlay. What would that have paid? Um, two and a half to one. Yeah, it was gonna be like, I think so all the Dodgers had to do was win. All they had to do was win. Yeah, and that that and the Niners, my, what was the Niners money line like plus one seventy? I don't remember. I know the Dodgers was plus a hundred. So you got pretty good odds on those. Bad I might have been like a hundred. Might have paid. 350 or something like that. Uh, and I just couldn't do it. And um, yeah, I don't know. See, we got to find I, it. I've had, a, I've had a ton of those. I'm I like, know. Why don't, John, why don't you do this? Just take take the Steelers and put it with something that you kind of like, like the Niners or whatever. And then I'm like, no, I'll, I'll just do this crazy parlay where I'll take the fucking Jags and I'll take this under. And then it's like, I'm not even close. Like, what are you doing? Why, why don't you just take 25 bucks? And go to the bathroom and wipe your ass with that money because you're just what? What are you doing? Is it even fun doing this? Because you have logical thoughts of but like then, you know. Then it's over in the first four minutes of a game or the first quarter <laughs> of a game. Like I, I knew this. I, I knew this. The Dodgers were not losing Game Seven. I was not with Joe Davis in the booth. Not a chance in hell. 
There was he got the game winning. There was no way the Dodgers were losing that game. Not a chance. I know they won four to three. There was not a chance. If anyone that I watched it next to the Niner game, the Braves. You didn't did, think they were going to lose when they no, were down two nothing no, right off the. Bl- absolutely not. The Brave. The Braves could and were counted on and delivered. Did like four stupid different things. They ran. They had the. They had runners at second and third with nobody out, and somehow ran it into a double play at third base. I don't know if you caught that play, but it was just stupidity. Oh yeah, where the where the catcher tagged him on his way to third, <laughs> and then lobs the ball to third, tags him out. I, was, I saw they that. They were play. a mess. Mookie took a home yeah. run away again because well, I guess yesterday wouldn't have been a home run, but whatever. Um, game six, but it felt like he was farther down in the wall where the ball that wall's higher where he was yesterday, where he had to jump even to go up with the wall. Uh, like, he was on a different part of the wall today. Because, was he? Because when he Game jumped six, yesterday, he, he went way run. higher, and it was still it was wouldn't have gone over. Yeah, maybe. You but he right fucking right. got up on Game, game 7 was a, was a home run. He took it away. Yeah. So. But the Game 6, he leaped guy. It looked like Jordan in his prime. I mean, he was up seven feet in the air. I mean, you know, everybody flew. else, like, hits their shoulder on the wall and can't even get above it. Well, did you see, was it Aaron Judge against, like, the Rays? Yeah. Where, where, now, granted, there was a hangover. Yeah, I know. Right? Not his park, but anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, just, I, we, we just got to, we need to take a deep breath, reevaluate, and just get something we feel good about. Let me be clear what I'm about to say here is not, this is not a power ranking comment. I don't care about power rankings. But if we were doing like AP top 25 college, which to me, that's different than power rankings, right? This is a college football rankings. Like how many games have you won? How many games have you lost? What do I think of you? NFL's kind of that, but NFL power rankings are more, what do I think of you? That's it. Um, because it doesn't matter where you're ranked if your record's good enough to get you in the dance, right? It doesn't mean that yeah, much. Yeah, so I really want to think about this like it's college. Think about the, what I'm about to say like it's co- like it's college rankings. I would have the Steelers ranked number one right now in the country. Ahead of the Titans. And I wouldn't even want to put the Bucks ahead of the Packers this week, but I'd have to. But, you know, not really because the Packers have one loss – and the Bucks have two, so the Bucks would be like your number one two-loss team, right? But that'd be but that would be the argument of like you couldn't put Georgia ahead of Bama because you're like, oh, they've had a bad week, right? I mean, the Packers got housed, right? Right. And, but but so you'd housed. have to have Tampa would be your number housed. one two-loss team. I know, but I do you think are you convinced the Packers are better? Are, are you 100 percent sure the Bucks are better than the Packers? Because I'm not. Uh. Yeah, I mean, if they got him in Lambeau, I think it'd be different with the cold. I, I think down there in the decent weather, I know it was windy today, I would say they would have a decent chance. That game you know, was going to be a Packer blowout, then it was just going to be good, and then it was just, oh, it was just, it ended. Yeah, we threw a pick six, another pick that led to a touchdown. I, I think it would, it, this exercise feels way easier in college, because I always watch, like, oh, I can do my top ten in college, like, off the top of my head. In football, because everyone's thinking, unbeat, because like, you get six unbeaten's until week yeah, seven. Because, <laughs> that's true. Because I'm like, you know, I, I think the Titans are pretty well put together team. Like Tannehill's good. They have an elite running back. AJ Brown's now back. Uh, their defense is good. We all think their head coach is really good. Like that game, and I know they had not practiced for a while. I think the Bills are good. They beat the shit out of the Bills yeah. last week. Yeah. Now I get it was Tuesday. It's weird, like, okay, what, are you going to put the Chiefs seven? Like, you think they give a shit where you have them on their rankings? Like, would you bet against the Kansas City Chiefs January 12th against team whoever? Because I'm not. Is Vegas have them as the underdog? 
doubt it. Speaking if of, they do, I'd hammer it. Where, where are the Raiders going to be in the power in the not power rankings in the Ham AP top twenty five if they were to beat the Bucks on Sunday Night Football next week? Uh, I mean, they'd be a playoff team. Well, they'd be the number I think one the, two loss team. Is what they'd be. Well, I think the I think the AFC kind of has a clear hierarchy of like three or four teams, right? You have they. Well, would you put the Raiders ahead of the Chiefs? They beat the Chiefs. No. So you have the Steelers, the Titans, the Chiefs, and the Ravens, and whatever. And I think the Bills. You know, what if the Bills beat the Chiefs? They'd be right there. I think the Patriots have kind of fallen off. I think the Patriots, for the first time today, you start going, yeah, I don't know if they're a playoff team. Definitely. And you text me this, you're like, yeah, I don't know if everyone's like, you got to sign Cam early, do you? Well, like you and I, been, do you got to sign him at all? And because I don't, we've been talking about this since the shootout with the Seahawks that had everyone raving. I I don't think he's good enough to make. I don't. He's not getting paid, whatever that means. Well, he's not. He's. They treat him like the only way to get the most out of him is to like do some crazy shit, throw him the ball, let him take hits. They do not. They do not have Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle though. I mean, they got like no, they don't. Jacoby Myers and Nikhil Harry, Zuber, Zubin Mahenti from uh, from Sports Center. I mean, when I saw that guy, I was like, "What? What that guy's been balling for like four weeks, John? I don't know if he's balling. I don't know anything about that guy. I see him all the time. I I do think there's a pushback on like, and I would not pay camp. But my point is, like, their offense stinks. It does not have much talent. Yeah. Well, and they Drew Lock. On Sunday was ten of twenty. Do you think any quarterback has ever been under fifty percent and beaten the Patriots in Foxborough since Bill took over? Because Locke was no. ten of twenty-four. I think that last. I, I think the last playoff spot is probably going to come down between the Raiders and the Browns. And one advantage the Raiders have over the Browns is the Browns do have, still have two more games with the Steelers and the Ravens. Like those are probably both else. <laughs> you know the Raiders do get some Bronco games, right. some Charger games. Yep. Like it's just a, it's a. Even though we're I big Herbert better guys, like I'd, I'd take my chance against the Chargers than I would against the Ravens. They're, they're, and I'm not even the big, I'm the biggest Raven hater going, but like they're the easiest lock 13 and three team that's like, I don't trust in the playoffs. Has there ever been a team that you're like, that team's probably going to be the one or two seed, and I don't think they're going to win more than one playoff game max? Like, I just, are you betting on the Ravens to make no, like if the to, like, Titans play the, the Ravens in like the first round, I'm taking the Titans. No, I'm with you. I now, by the way, when it comes to the Raiders and Browns, I just think the Raiders are a better football team, which is why I like them more. Um, the Colts somehow we have this conversation every week about Philip Rivers about whether he's washed up after he's thrown for 330 yards. I I, I think it's easier to do like your AP the power yeah no, the, not power rankings. No, just call them AP top 25. Let's give the Associated a- Press top 25. I, I think it's easier with the AFC. The NFC is a little jumbled. Right, it's like you know, I wouldn't want to fuck around with the the 14th 49ers. You know, it's like you get the you get the you get that 12th Rams on the right day. Like, are the Bears really well, like who's your who's your one seed? Seattle. Well, I don't have one. Oh yeah, and Green yeah. Bay too. Uh, you know, I, I saw some flaws today. Yeah, but who okay, who they, are you putting? They a, have, but so Tampa too. Tampa I put too. Tampa. Tampa too. Yeah, I, I put I go Tampa too. Tampa too. They feel like an AFC team, don't they? Um, it's weird, like because the Bears at five and one would be high, but you're like, you don't know, feel great about them. But like, what they do does work. Like they they're they're not pretending they're anything they're not. Like they're gonna have to beat you seventeen to fifteen. Like that's just gonna be the score of the game, and they're gonna feel good about playing in that range, right? That they're the yeah. one team like that can consistently do it against everybody. Bears Bears Rams Monday Night Football next week. The second a- game. It's the second game. 
I don't. We got a money. We got a double. Well, not yet, week. but eventually we will. It's bound to happen. Yeah, they they might move Bills Chiefs this and week. And Joe Buck will again. call that one, so he can get eight days in a row. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll make it nine days. I don't even know. Um, yeah. Uh, right, before we get to a few other things, John, my bookie, my bookie. Dot, dot ag promo code ham one. Yeah, people. Uh, my bookie guy reached out. He said he's very impressed. I think we've been. Uh, you're listening. He's very impressed. It's going amazing. It's the best it's yeah, ever you gone. Guys, you guys have been gambling. Maybe it's because like, yeah, I just gave you like 500 bucks in the last <laughs> he's like, like three you know, weeks. Are you guys using your own promo code? Because you're doing fantastic. <laughs> yeah, keep it coming. Keep gambling. You guys suck. Uh, Mybookie.ag promo code ham one football college football Big Ten return this week, guy. Uh, Big Ten. Is it back this week? I think it does. I yeah, Ohio State and Nebraska. Week. Okay. Someone's like oh, yeah, uh, right. Nebraska. You, Penn State you, plays, remember? yeah. Nebraska was, uh, they really wanted to uh, come back for the Big Ten. They're like, okay, welcome back. You get Ohio State week one. You Good guys luck, leave Scott the charge. Uh, college football, the NFL. If you want to bet on the World Series, the I'm sure the odds will be updated pretty uh, definitely by Monday morning on mybookie.ag for the World Series. Honestly, the, the Rays, I'm sure, are going to be underdog. If they're like a huge underdog, that's pretty good value because I think they're pretty good. Like if you can get them like two to one just in the series, do you agree? Like they're pretty good. Yeah. Couldn't they beat the Dodgers? Yes, they could. If you get them plus two hundred for the series, don't you think that's pretty good value? I do. They I'm can really right pitch. Mybookie.ag. Uh, <clears throat> as we're talking here, I uh, don't see it up yet. But I can. We can talk about Monday Night Football. The Chiefs are minus five, John, and uh, Cardinals. Uh, Cowboys is a pick'em. I like the Cowboys. I like them Cowboys. Mybookie.ag promo code ham one go gamble. Do you like the Bills plus one ninety money line? I you know what's weird, guys. I, I don't. When you flex a game into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Friday, I'm just out. Like I, I just don't have an opinion. Like I, you throw off my flow. I remember last week or two weeks ago, people were like talking about gambling. I was like, I. I don't have an opinion. I don't know. Like, have they practiced? Like, I, I, sometimes I look at Twitter on like a Thursday or Friday, and it's like six teams send everyone home. It's like, but the game's still on Sunday. It's like, what the fuck am I supposed to make of this? You're just sending everyone home. I think Belichick, in fairness to Belichick, guy, he's had to cancel like 17 practices in the last like three weeks. They have not practiced. He sent everyone home on Sunday. And my or on Friday, my first response is like, "Damn, they're gonna cancel this game." And then Schefter, like an hour later, "Game's on, football, let's go." <laughs> and it's like, okay, you know, listen, I'm I want these games to be played, but I I do I do show some compassion here of like not even practicing. It's like, oh, who have they been missing? I don't know. Cam Newton hasn't practiced that's, in like a that's month. That's a fair point on Cam. <laughs> that's a very fair point on Cam. And he Cam's hasn't defense. practiced, guy. Yeah, in Cam's defense. By the way, speaking like, do, of Schefter. Do you agree? Like, do you have any opinions on this Monday night game? No, like, it's just Bills plus five might not be crazy, but it feels like the last time the, the Chiefs, Chiefs played, they lost the Raiders. I can't. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of Schefter, he seems to be the best. Since we last talked about on our podcast, a lot of people are taking notice that we're just finding the, mo- like the most famous people we can on Instagram that it feels like our fo- our listeners would follow. And just leave comments. And I've been leaving a comment on every Schefter post. Just like, oh, yeah, crazy, right? And it was... Fu- Do you notice when you leave a comment on Schefter? I've been following Schefter for a while. I never got him on my timeline. Now that I that I made a specific, like I reached out and went to him after we did that, and I left a comment, now I see every one of his posts. 
It's like they shadow ban, you know, Schefter's information door. Yep. By the way, John, so Daniel, you you posted something on Instagram. Daniel comments, this guy went ham at Guy Haberman as if you're just some random Twitter, uh, Instagram follow. Yeah. Um, and uh, and this other guy, who is this? It's I'm, You guys are picking up on this and we love it. The I, Druzy Kane on Instagram just took an NFL post and wrote, nice, exclamation point, and tagged me in it. Because I've just been doing a lot of that. Like, wow. Yeah. Or like I saw yeah. The Rock posted something about filming and I just wrote like, can't wait to see it, exclamation point. <laughs> so we got to keep this up. We're just The idea, right, is that we just want to bring positivity to as many posts as possible from this podcast. Yeah, and it could even be someone like really famous like, oh, my, my wife's pregnant. And you just leave response like, oh, my God, congrats. Didn't see that coming. You know, just yeah. innocuous, random, positivity. Pretty stupid, though. And it's it's a perfect mix. And it never doesn't make me laugh. It's, it's, like, I mean, especially when you stop. So the other day, I Rusillo posted a photo of him taking a jump shot, and I hit it. Yeah, with the calves. And I said something, and then you must have. Did you go? I didn't see yours at the I, time, so you must have gone. And then you saw. I saw time. that you posted oh. like, uh, what was your like? It's like time to drop the hammer. Yeah, I just wrote wet. That was a good one. So yeah. I'm glad. I was happy that you stumbled into one of my comments. That's the idea: is to leave little Easter eggs all over Instagram for only the people that listen to this podcast and know what we're doing. Yeah, and if you'd like to do that as well, like you see someone really famous that leaves like. Clay Thompson just walking Rocco or whatever, and it's like, uh, cool leash, you know, just whatever. Just tag us. I like being involved. Yeah, please in tag us. And and uh, I want. I found it's hard. I would sit down. And I'd be like, all right, who can I go look for on Instagram? And I'd be like, all right, let me go check Kanye. But then I chose you. Like uh, only three people you follow follow. I'm like, all right, well that's not Kanye hasn't tweeted in you, four days. You, I I do think you have it. to have it organically show up on your when you're sliding through it. I like that. You you've searched it out? Well, yeah. I'm just trying to think. Like like I searched out The Rock because I'm like that's a yeah. famous guy. That one would work. People are gonna see yeah, he's that got, like, one. Most famous, uh, most followed American. I think. Really? Well, I, that's good. I need a list of those guys because I was wondering. Do you know what he's? Do you know what he's king of? And listen, I'm I, I appreciate his hustle and everything. He is kind of big about bragging about things like I'm the most followed guy on Instagram in American history with 200 million followers. Like he promotes that. It's like. It's a little cheesy. Like I'm a fan, Dwayne, but like, like you got two. You're like promoting your own fame on Instagram. Like we get it, man. You're famous. You're Dwayne Johnson. Like I get it. Like it's cool. Like like props. Two hundred one million followers. He just posted. <laughs> he's, got like, he's got a lot. He just posted a drink six hours ago, and I just commented, "Looks great!" Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah. Was it tequila? I think he's. I think yeah, he owns a tequila uh, company. Terramana. You know what I really want. You, ever, you know the one I really wanted to post on, and I couldn't. I just for whatever reason it didn't. I didn't. I may, I wasn't focused enough. Was the one if I could have got it early, the Dwayne Wade engagement photos. Oh, where he's just walking on the beach with like his brother or dad or something. Yeah, whoever that guy is. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was a popular one over the weekend. Did you see the color of what he was wearing? Like Dwayne never wa- doesn't walk outside. Like Dwayne, if you just wore normal clothes, I guess he's not that tall. Was it like Dusty Rose or whatever? Is that who he was with? No, no, no. It, was it the color he was wearing? Dusty Rose? Like that pink that's yeah. become very popular? Like that dusty pink that's become very popular? Oh, that's why they're all wearing that color? Who is? Is that like in right now? Well, I just feel like a lot of famous people are wearing that Yeah, that, that color's color. been hot. Like, that's definitely okay. been a color of the season, so, I think. Okay. That that makes Not sense. Not great on my skin tone. No, you're you're right. Uh, he had like on a a jumpsuit, but it was, I think, the short jumpsuit. Again, he looks... 
He's fucking six four, skinny, famous, rich. He looks good in anything he wears. But he, Shit. yeah, I mean, he just he pulls off outfits that like if you if you were me, went to grab lunch on Monday in that outfit. Every fucking person when we walk through the door would look at you like or me like an idiot. Like what are Nothing you? Nothing like doing? when you see yourself in that outfit, you're like, oh shit, I do not look like Dwayne Wade. Well, have you ever like seen a really famous guy like that pull off an outfit and then just probably happened before Corona? You just end up at like a Nordstrom's or whatever shopping, and you're not even maybe even going there to buy something, but you see the cool outfit and you're like, I'm just gonna take this to the, to the you know, and try this on and just look at myself in the mirror and you and you put it on. And you realize, like, oh, this, I don't think this thing's going to fit right. And then you look at the mirror, like, oh, my God, I cannot even leave this little stall with this thing on. Immediately take it off. I'm like, I'm a fucking clown. Yeah. You know, I'm going to start wearing, like, uh, half white half sips that are made out of a really thin material that hug my body. <laughs> no. No, I'm not. Like, I'll, I'll give McVeigh credit. I, I don't know when he gets time to work out, but he has stayed really fit. Looks exactly for the like same. five straight years. But he, you like, think he, Kyle is skinny. McVeigh, like, puts in the work, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be shocked if McVeigh's diet is not really strict. Like, protein bar for breakfast, chicken salad for lunch, you know, turkey wrap for dinner. You know, I bet he eats the same shit. You know, we're, we're, the NFL I grew up in, I mean, it's really the only thing I've ever been a part of in the NFL. We ate a lot. I mean, it's just whatever you want. Grab something. Fast food Fridays. Fucking just eat. It is not what McVeigh. It doesn't seem fun to be at a part of a an NFL team where eating. Like the one thing with Belichick, they're always said there's a lot of food around. You know, Belichick's a lot of snacking. Who's he? Who's he kidding? You know, <laughs> we're not trying to. I, I like you know Sean Payton has put on some lbs. He's a little thicker now. He's eating. Gruden, he ain't missing meals. I wouldn't want my coach. I feel like Pete. There's food there. He just doesn't eat it. Like I, I don't think like I he would just trust me as a guy Seattle that he's no not food. fighting his body's instincts, right? Like Pete's just never hungry. Yeah, exactly. I, I think Kyle's kind of like that. Like it's not like I would imagine the Niners have food. I could see the Rams being a little strict with that. Like with with when I was Philly and Andy, it was just it's on eat. <laughs> Chicken parm. This is, you this name is it. a way of life. Football. Yeah. Um. We, we were going to talk about Cam. You want to? Uh. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. Not Cam. We talked about Cam. He should have. I, I. I do think just a quick draft nugget. I would imagine just a lot of people watch a little bit of the Alabama Georgia game. Yeah. Those two wide receivers at Alabama, Waddle and uh, Dante Smith. I think it's Devontae. Devontae, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, who basically had that one sweet touchdown in the back of the end zone. Both those two guys are just. I don't even know what to say. Like, they are incredible talents. Like to me, their speed is just—I know Rugs ran like four two eight or whatever he did at the combine. Would it shock you if either one of those guys, like, I wouldn't expect either one, definitely Devonte, to be in the four fours. Like, I think they're both four three locks, and maybe one of them gets like four three zero, maybe not four two, but if they both ran four three five, I'd believe you. Their guy, I mean, they're just, they're remarkable. I mean, it's just, they dominated that game. Devontae dominated that game. Like, he was on a different, just the speed. He was really good, too, who I didn't think early in his career. I'm like, this guy's not an NFL guy. And just because I've watched his career, Najee he Harris. grew up right down the street. He's turned into a really good player. Yeah. Like, he just, like, yeah, that's an NFL guy. I, I mean, I don't think he's, like, a first-rounder. But if you took him, like, pick 80, right, I could live with that. 
He had. Did you watch any he's college been running game his day? ass off for three and a half years? But I, you know what I think he did is I bet last year he was probably there telling him, you know, go fourth, fifth round. He's like, I'm going to come back. I'm going to kick ass. I'm going to go in the second round. Does he look right? bigger to or you? Or the third round? I think he looks like slicker. Like, you know, I, I thought he Fitter, was like you're saying? Of, yeah, he was like too, too bulked up, I thought, early on in his career. Now he just looks a little more... He just looks more fluid. But he's he's always been huge. Like, he's a bigger back. But he's just... He's really good. I mean, their, their offense is just... Who's beating them? Is Clemson? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, they're scoring like 100 Clemson points a might. game. Yeah. Do you think Dabo is that thing rolling? Because, uh... What's the... I mean, maybe them... Maybe they're the lock every week? They play Syracuse this week. Have you looked at the line on that one yet? I think it was 37 and a half when it opened. All right. So well, that's like, why oh, it's so easy to stay away from those games. They did just win a game, I think, 73 to 7. But... Uh, yeah, I... I, I, I enjoyed... I, I think the highlight of my football... Uh, this weekend was the Alabama Georgia game and the Niner Rams game were the two enjoyable games that I watched. I, I, for the most part, I didn't think the NFL games were that did that much for me today. Part of it because I bet on all the wrong ones. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't know that. What did I did I watch any other games Saturday? I don't know. Probably feels like forever ago. Um, it, it does. I mean, it's late. It is the whole. Thing that's going to unfold we'll talk about another time and we'll keep what the jets and what the decisions they're going to have to make was sitting there at number one with trevor lawrence and sam darnold on their team not like trevor lawrence is walking into a team that's any better than the one sam darnold's on how do they do you think they win a game it doesn't feel like they're close <laughs> i mean because the one thing like with the giants or the the washington team even the jags like they're always playing hard and they have their little moments have the Jets really had any moments this year? <laughs> I think there's a chance the Jets not only don't win a game, but they might have a stretch where they lose like four straight games by a combined like 100 points. Like just a stretch where it's just... So, do they have a game where they go into the fourth quarter tied? Like they no, might they've not. been blown out every game. Uh, Bills, Chiefs, Pats, Chargers, Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, Pats. That's what they got. That's a pretty tough schedule, isn't it? There's not. I mean, wh- whoever loses to them, it's going to be an awful loss. Do you think there's another game? The Dolphins were just favored by eight and a half when I think most people thought, yeah, the Dolphins suck. They've already kicked their ass. Is there a game on there where they're not double-digit underdog? I I guess part of the reason why we haven't bet on them in a while, it stopped being kind of fun, <laughs> even though it's it's just money. We're like, but it's just like, yeah, we're like locked. Like, would you but- bet, who, who do they play this week? Uh, Buffalo. I mean, how do they? What would the line be on that game? You think fifteen? What would it have to be for you to feel like? Yeah, I don't feel that comfortable. Twenty. Well, I mean, I don't feel that comfortable. I mean, they just lost twenty-four to nothing. Uh, yeah, I, I guess Darnold could be back. I would say for me to not feel comfortable, just it's. Uh, you know, 15 and a half, just that's, but would I take the Chiefs? Are the Chiefs in two weeks the lock at home against the Jets, whatever that number is, whatever it starts that Monday? I, I do think that number is going to be kind of crazy. Like 20, 17 and a half crazy? You think it's going to be 25? I was like 25. <laughs> you don't think it'd be 25? I don't think it's going to open at 25. 
Remember, there were games last year that opened at 22. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. that'll be a fun one to watch then. The line. Not you the don't game. think that game's in the 20s? Well, maybe. Do you think that 25 seems you, high, though? Because it's going to be getting, There's already some. 25 will get bet to 30. There's already Actually, some buzz not. about like Trevor Lawrence and the pushback with the Jets. Don't you think if you're him, you just wait to see who their head coach is? First, before you even have an opinion, like isn't that part of any football yeah, team? Like, who's yeah, coach? yeah. I mean, there's no point in him doing anything now. But I also think there's a chance they hire a guy who you have no idea what the deal is. Like, would they hire some Joe Judge. What do you do? Yeah, I don't think you'd. Feel I guess very in theory, your agent might represent that. Guy. Maybe there's some package deal where you tell the Jets like Trevor's coming, but you got to pick one of these guys. That would be a hell of a. Also, what agent ever? What agent ever tells their guy not to go to New York? Yeah, to me, he could be a star there, I feel like. Ooh. And then Sam Darnold is just on the Niners or the Steelers or the Colts. Kevin Hart, maybe? Oh, I'm still, I'm still trolling Instagram to try and find somebody <laughs> who's posted recently that I think would get... Yeah. What if we just did this pod after every Sunday night game? It'd be late nights. <laughs> I'm glad the Niners only play a few of them. Well, next week, John, again, Raiders. <laughs> oh, Sunday night football next week? Yeah, Raiders box. Okay. In Vegas. <laughs> See you here. All right. On that note. Adios. Later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.